Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. It's Stuart Haslam here. I'm back after a week off with Christian Nolting, our Chief Investment Officer himself globally. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm fine and I hope you enjoyed your time off, Stuart. I did indeed. It was school holidays in London, so always good fun to spend some time at home. But uh, it wasn't any time off for the markets, was there? It was uh, a busy week. We had ECB coming out with a decision on uh, on their uh, funds rate last week. This week, you know, we are back with the Fed's uh, results on, on Wednesday. Um, so much to talk about. But, you know, before we go into central banks, Christian, you and I are speaking on a Friday afternoon, and we've just seen the non-farm payrolls come out. What was your take on that uh, 261,000 new jobs um, onto the market in the US? So, yeah, indeed, very busy week. Uh, and I think unsurprisingly, so because uh, very important decisions need to be taken. Uh, and yeah, uh, looking at this non-farm payroll report, I think it's always very important to watch the the facts which are behind. So um, the 261 you're referring to, um, is uh, really coming from the so-called establishment survey. And this number is higher than expected in the markets. And really to explain this, normally you would say that would lead to the fact that markets could get very nervous because the Fed needs to do more. Because as we know and discussed now many times, the Fed is looking at the labor market because if the labor market stays that strong, there's the risk of uh, second round effects and inflation to be much more sticky. This time, though, it's also important to look at the so-called household survey. Uh, and why so? Because uh, last time it only happened in June. Since then, the household survey and the so-called establishment survey have always been very strong. This time, however, the household survey is quite weak. So uh, households get called. So what do you think uh, about the labor market, what your personal situation? And that's showing quite a weak number. This time, minus 328,000. And so it seems like, um, the, at least from the household survey, you see the first effects of the rate hikes. I think this number needs to be confirmed, of course, but uh, as, as uh, the establishment survey is still strong, I think on the household side, you see the first impacts. And uh, I think that's the discussion in the market right now. And that's why for the time being, you don't see such a negative reaction. But as I said, that needs to be confirmed, but really wanted to stress that difference. Yeah, thanks, Christian. That's really important. And uh, certainly wasn't something that I picked out in the headlines immediately. You know, Fed Chair Jay Powell back on Wednesday described the labor market as being overheated. And I think, you know, that analysis from from uh, from the household survey is is really fascinating in that regard. Um, what do you expect then looking forward to, you know, the next month, the month after? Do you think that we keep on this cycle at the same rate, um, given the numbers out today? Or do you expect um, a little bit of, uh, you know, just holding back on, on, the, um, on the rises that we've seen now four times in a row? Yeah, I think very importantly, I think tough task for Powell uh, this week to, to come up with the right statement, because... If he is explaining to the market that the speed of the rate increases, now they've done 75 basis points repeatedly, uh, and there's a massive concern in the market if they would keep doing at that speed, that they overdo it. And why? Because the monetary policy effects are always lagging the real economy. So what I'm saying is you hike rates, it's not immediately pushed into the economy. It takes always 12 to 18 months. 
And if you do that at this speed, there could be, and that, that's certainly a concern in the market, it's too much, and then you end up with a massive recession. And I think the Fed really did a good job to explain that they might go slower, and already maybe from next meeting onwards, mid-December. Um, and But they also, on the other hand, said, we need to watch inflation and not just give a signal to the market, we are now going slower where the market could be too euphoric and then financial conditions ease, which is not in the interest of the Fed. And I think they're very clear on this. And they said the terminal rate could be higher. And I think that was a very good way to tell the market we might be slower, but don't be too overly excited. We still need to fight inflation. So if I may say that was, I think, very well communicated from that perspective. And that's what we need to watch. Right. So even if the Fed is moving slower from here onwards, they really need to see whether inflation is really peaking and coming down. And from that perspective, Stuart, if I may just go on, I don't want to talk too long, obviously, but the, the next week's Thursday CPI are also very important. Yeah, no, certainly is. I mean, uh, can I just take a, a step back uh, one more time? Because we, we are, oh, I think, three weeks now, aren't we, into Q3 earnings season, Christian? And, and I think you and I, a couple of weeks back, we spoke about the importance of really looking into the outlook statements that these reporting companies, both in the US and across the world, um, are, are making, and whether or not these rate hikes, these supply chain pressures, these inflationary impacts are going to have a forward-looking effect. And, and obviously, we talk about a negative effect in this instance on cash flows and earnings. I just wondered if just for the last minute of this podcast for this week, oh. in your read of some of those outlook statements, how do you see the ongoing impacts of these rate hikes in so many different economies impacting uh, company earnings. And of course, you know, for you and, and your CIOs across the world, I know you're starting to think about the 2023 outlook statements now um, across different markets. So it must be fascinating times to be in the room with you, you and your CIOs having those conversations. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And, and I think we were right on saying, um, and you know, we discussed about price makers and price takers and the impact of high inflation and higher yields than on, on managing costs. And I think that was very clear in this earnings season that cost management is crucial. And some companies, admittedly, were really struggling to establish that. And they were heavily punished on the share price um, uh, when that came out. And I think that will stay. And for some managers, maybe, and uh, also businesses, even sectors, they are not used to this environment where cost management is critical, right? And you have been living with super low rates for a very long time now. Uh, and to change this is, is, I think, not so easy. And from that perspective, I think margin management, cost management will be ever more crucial, uh, even in, in sectors. And here, of course, I refer to technology, uh, where this has not been the case for quite some time. So it's something to watch here because obviously it's not fully priced by the market. Yeah, indeed. Oh, fascinating times ahead. Christian, thank you so much for laying this out for us. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with the Global Chief Investment Officer of Deutsche Bank's private bank, Christian Nolting. Speaking to me, Stuart Haslam, the Head of Communications for the International Private Bank. Thanks so much for listening and bye-bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the U.S., no assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. 
Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.